0: Looking for a fun way to win up to twenty-five times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars right now. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Just visit PrizePicks.com/fan and use code fan. That's code fan at PrizePicks.com/fan. Must be present in certain states. Visit PrizePicks.com for restrictions and details. Hello, welcome back to Try Not To Care. I first want to start off the episode by saying thank you for allowing me to take a week off from the podcast. I have really bad anxiety when it comes to taking time off. I have this fear in the back of my head that me taking time off is going to upset someone or disappoint them or I'm going to fall off, which is embarrassing to say out loud, but I very rarely take time off, but I definitely needed it. My mental health needed it. It definitely has me feeling refreshed and excited to be recording. Also, I want to start including life updates in each episode just so you get to know me better. You feel more connected to me. I feel more connected to you, especially if you don't follow me on my socials. Currently, I am packing up and about to mail out all the Sorry for Carrying So Much hoodies that sold over this past week for Cyber Monday. I am so Grateful for anyone who bought a hoodie. I can't believe we sold out. I'm so excited. And if you missed this drop, make sure you do follow my socials so you know when I am doing merch, if I'm doing giveaways, whenever I'm giving back to you guys. I wasn't able to announce the hoodies on the podcast just because I had the week off and it was very last minute. It was very limited stock. But for anyone who was able to get one, thank you for getting one. So, I'm shipping those off today or tomorrow. I'm about to be doing Vlogmas on TikTok. I'm prepping for Christmas, doing my holiday shopping, trying to be very festive right now. But although I'm trying to be festive, I still have been struggling with my mental health a little bit lately. I've spoken about this before, but as much as I love the holiday season, like if you follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, you'll see me post about Christmas nonstop. I do enjoy the holiday season, but because there is some childhood trauma, as well as some things that I went through in high school and in college, and it just being cold and dark out, I struggle during the winter months. I'm very emotional. I think a lot. And instead of coming on here and talking about how I've been struggling and kind of being a Debbie Downer, I wanna come on here and talk about some things to remember when you're having a hard day. I want today's episode to take negative experiences or negative thoughts and turn them into something more positive. Whenever I'm struggling, like I have been lately, I find myself scrolling on Pinterest to make myself feel better, to inspire me, to kind of light a fire under my ass. Whatever I need, I'll usually find it on Pinterest. For example, I'll search, getting myself out of a funk aesthetic. I have to add aesthetic to the end of my search or else the search results don't provide me with what I'm looking for. So I'll search getting out of a funk aesthetic and scroll through different quotes, different images. And by the end of it, I feel a little bit better So the other day, I searched something along the lines of depressive episode aesthetic and I found this image that said reminders for hard days and it said things like you're not alone. It's okay to ask for help. Nothing stays the same. Just small reminders that put things into perspective when you're feeling low that validate how you feel but also remind you it's not the end of the world. And seeing that really did help me. Not every point on there resonated with me. But the idea of having a list of things to refer to when you are feeling low or you feel like you've hit rock bottom or you feel like nothing's ever going to get better. It's good to have because it can lift your spirit or at least give you some type of comfort. So I made my own list of things to remind yourself on hard days things that I've struggled with, that I still struggle with, that I have to remind myself still. So I'm going to go through each one, talk through each one, and I hope you enjoy. I hope that today's episode validates you, makes you feel heard, and gives you some type of comfort if you're feeling a little down. Number one, time heals everything. The reason I want to start with this reminder is because When things don't go the way that you want them to, whether it's a breakup, a friendship breakup, you lose a loved one, you lose a job, whatever it may be, and you're hurting so badly, you almost feel like there's no way that you'll ever feel okay again. The pain consumes you so much that you can't imagine there's any way of healing. There's no way of getting over what you're going through right now. There's no one that could replace that person and there's nothing that could ever fill that void. The pain is so bad that you have no space to even think about getting better or how to get better or how to get over it. I remember in high school when I lost my friends, being so anxious and scared and upset to go to school because I knew that I would be walking in the hallways alone. I wouldn't have anyone to talk to or to text during class. I wouldn't have anyone to sit with at lunch. I knew that when i would walk through the hallways and see my ex-friends there would be whispers and stares and pointing and it crushed me so bad because i was struggling as is with with other things but to also lose my friends that i love so much and just to have no friends as a teenager hurts really bad and i thought there's no way that this could ever get better How am I supposed to survive high school being alone with no friends, with everyone hating me? How am I supposed to wake up every single day and go to school? School sucks as is, but to go through school alone with no friends, it seemed unbearable. I genuinely considered asking my parents to homeschool me to transfer schools. I... Consider taking my own life. Like I really could not see things ever getting better. Even a couple years ago, like right before I started my podcast, I went through a nasty friendship breakup or a couple friendship breakups. And I remember the morning after us fighting and us ending the friendship, I woke up and felt sick to my stomach. I was laying in bed just thinking, how did it get this bad? How will I ever get through this? What? Are they going to say about me? Who's going to talk shit about me? Who am I going to talk to now that I don't have any friends? Just a million thoughts and feelings consumed me. And I just remember feeling so nauseous and stressed out. It was all I could think about. This episode is sponsored by Uncommon Goods. It's officially December, besties. If you haven't started your holiday shopping or you just don't know what to buy for your loved ones, check out Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has gifts for everyone in your life. I love gift giving, but one thing that always stresses me out is wondering if someone has already bought them the same gift. With Uncommon Goods, you never have to worry about duplicate presents because their products are so unique and often handmade by independent artists. My boyfriend's family and I are doing White Elephant this year, and I had to find a gift for the game. And Uncommon Goods made it so easy. On their site under Holiday, they have gift guides for White Elephant, Secret Santa, and more. I'm not going to say which present I got in case one of them are listening, but some of my favorite gifts that I've seen are the Cocktail Drink Bombs, Walking on Cloud Slipper Socks, and the Weighted Blackout Heating and Cooling Eye Mask. With every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So not only are you getting a great gift, but you're also making a positive impact. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com tntc. That's uncommongoods.com tntc for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Thank you, Uncommon Goods, for sponsoring today's episode. Every single time that I've lost someone or something in my life, I've almost become paralyzed. The pain's been so intense that there were times I wasn't able to function as I was supposed to for at least a week. And a week is being generous. There were times where I just let myself and my life go for months. I'd stop cleaning my space. I'd stop taking care of myself. I'd stop trying in school, at work. I'd stop nurturing the connections that I did have. I just fell into very dark depressive episodes because I couldn't see there being anything better ahead for me. On a much lower scale, the same thing has happened to me when I make mistakes, when I've messed up, when I've hurt a friend, a partner, if I got in trouble or I embarrassed myself. Whenever I've done something out of character that I'm ashamed of, I fixate on it so much and really attack my own character. For example, if I went behind A friend's back and they found out. Instead of just owning up to the fact that I did something wrong, apologizing and allowing that person to forgive me on their own time, I would spiral and beat myself up and tell myself, you're an awful person. That person hates you now and they should hate you. Everyone should hate you. By no means am I saying that it's okay for you to backstab someone or hurt someone. You should feel remorseful and that person has every right to be pissed off with you or not want to be your friend. But making one mistake does not define who you are or what you're capable of doing in the future. There's always space to improve, to work on yourself. You can always redeem yourself. But when I've hurt someone or I've messed up, rather than just dealing with the consequences, learning from it and moving on, I would almost victimize myself and feel so bad and think, This is the worst possible thing that could happen to me. I'm so ashamed. I'm so embarrassed. This person's never going to forgive me. Everyone's going to hate me because of this. Everyone's going to hold this against me. People are always going to think of this mistake when they think of me. And yeah, sometimes that might be true. If you did something really fucking heinous... But for the most part, people aren't going to remember that mistake you made 10 years ago. People aren't going to remember when you misspoke. People aren't going to remember when you fell on your ass and embarrassed yourself. You might still be stuck in that moment and keep replaying it over and over in your head. But others aren't. You feel this way because it mattered to you. But for the average person, they don't care. And they don't care because time keeps moving. People have other things to worry about and to fixate on. They're going to forget about that mistake you made. Or even better, you will forget about that mistake you made. The person that's mad at you hopefully will forgive you as time moves on. And if they don't, there's going to be room to meet new people. And that's what I want to remind you of. Time really does heal everything. I know when you lose someone or something, it feels like a knife to the chest. I'm not saying that something that's so important to you is replaceable because it's not. But as time moves on, you'll learn how to live without it or live without them. You'll learn how to cope with these big emotions. You'll learn how to form new habits, new routines. You'll meet new people. You'll have new experiences. And although it won't feel the same as it did, and you'll still miss them or that experience, one day you'll wake up and you won't feel sick to your stomach. One day you'll wake up and instead of crying at the thought of them, you'll smile on the flip side, as time moves on, not only will you heal and be able to talk about things or smile at things, but you might laugh at the fact that you thought you would never be okay. I had the absolute worst relationship my freshman year of high school. This boy traumatized me. I, It was awful. And I, I thought I would never move on. I thought I was going to be heartbroken forever. And now I look back and not only do I laugh, But I almost feel disgusted. The way I let him treat me is criminal. I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I really needed to touch some grass or play the field. But in the moment, you don't think like that. And the only way to get to that point of I don't care, it is what it is, I'm happy now or I'm over it, is to let time pass. I promise you, whatever you're going through right now, The pain that you're feeling right now will not last forever. It will not hurt this bad forever. Number two, it's okay if people don't like you. You don't like everyone. Since I was younger, I have always been a pathological people pleaser. Any Taylor Swift fans here? I will not shut up about her. Anyways, I've just always been a people pleaser. I literally can't tell you a time in my life where I didn't care if someone didn't like me. If I knew someone didn't like me for whatever reason, it ate me up inside. It made me feel like there was something I was doing wrong. There must be something wrong with me. I must be broken and I need to fix it so this person or these people like me. I've just always prioritized others and their opinions of me over my own. Even now, I find myself getting hung up over hate comments or the way someone looked at me or the way someone spoke to me because, I mean, we want people to like us, right? Like, it doesn't feel good to be disliked. But what's important to remind yourself is not everyone's going to like you and that's okay because you don't like everyone. When someone didn't like me, I would start nitpicking at myself and brainstorming ways to fix the things they didn't like about me. So that way, they had no reason to not like me. But obviously, that's not realistic because something that someone doesn't like about you is something someone else loves about you. So the second that you go and change yourself for that person that doesn't like you, that person that did like you is going to change their mind about you. So it's a lose-lose situation. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like you or doesn't agree with you or doesn't understand you. You can't please everyone. But the thing is... You shouldn't want to. I'm sure there's so many people that you have a negative opinion on. I'm sure there's so many people that you don't resonate with or you don't care for. You might really dislike their music or dislike how they dress or they might be the last person you'd go to for advice. So why are you offended when that person that you don't even like has something negative to say about you? Of course, they hate your outfit. You hate theirs too. Of course, they think you have bad ideas. You couldn't disagree more with everything they have to say. Of course, they think you're a bad person because their values are different than yours. If you wouldn't want to wake up tomorrow as that person, if you like yourself more than you like that person, why do you care if they don't like you? Why does their opinion matter more to you than your own? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the season of giving, and it seems to come natural to all of us to give to others. spoil our loved ones, buy them a present for the holidays. But what if this year you give something to yourself? Maybe some more patience, more understanding, more love, maybe some time and space to learn more about yourself. One great way to do that and give back to yourself is therapy. If you're new to therapy and want to give it a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, which makes it convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, so you can take care of yourself and enjoy the holiday parties and events this season. To get started, you'll fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and if that therapist doesn't match your needs, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I think therapy is an amazing gift to give to yourself all year round. We pour so much love into others, and we sometimes forget to give it to ourselves. Taking care of your mental and emotional health is so important. With therapy, you really get to dive deep and learn a whole different side about you, almost like you're unlocking parts of you that you didn't know were there, you get to uncover why you are the way you are, learn how to cope with hard situations, how to set boundaries, and so much more that can lead you to becoming the best version of you. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/tntc today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/tntc. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. That's easy to say, though, right? Like someone you don't like doesn't like you. Who cares, right? But what if there's someone who you do really like or you look up to that doesn't like you? I went to an event a couple weeks ago and I met this influencer that wasn't very nice, at least not to me. She was very nice to my friend that I was with, but it was very apparent that she had no interest in talking to me, didn't care about what I had to say, was just a little rude and I was hurt by that. I had watched her videos before. I liked her. But after this interaction, I didn't really like her that much and it hurt the way she treated me. After the interaction, I was thinking, did I do something wrong? Did I come on too strong? Is there something that I could do better in the future so people like her like me more? But the thing is, it doesn't matter if someone you like doesn't like you. You can like someone and change your opinion on them. You can like someone and still see flaws within them. You can like someone and still think, maybe we're just not compatible. I like this girl because she's inspirational. I looked up to her because there's things that she does or that she has that I want. I like this girl because of the content she creates. But she might not like... People like me. I might not be the type of person that she wants to associate with. You know, I'm not a rich girl from New York. I don't have 500,000 to a million followers. I don't have mutual friends with her. And I just might not be someone who she wants to spend her energy on. And that's okay. I'm not going to rearrange my life or change who I am or the way I do things for her to change her mind about me. Because there are people who like me because I'm none of those things. Everyone's so different, everyone's raised differently. Everyone has different interests. So it's no surprise that you're going to butt heads with people and just not mesh with them. You don't have to take on that responsibility and believe that just because people don't like you, it means that the way you do things or the way you think or the way you dress or the things that you like are wrong. No matter what you do, not everyone's going to like you. Even if you were to change all those things about you, there are still people who will not like you. You might think, what if I just work harder? What if I dress better or I become funnier or I become prettier? What if I become nicer? Then people will like me, right? Okay, they might. They might like you, but they're not going to like you for who you really are. They're going to like the facade you created. And even then, they still might not like you. So you do all of this work and for what? For people to still have something to say about you? At that point, you might as well have people talk their shit about who you really are because at least at that point, you like you and that's all that should matter. Number three, you've never had an original thought. I'm someone who has really bad intrusive thoughts. I have very repetitive thoughts and there's a lot of thoughts that aren't positive and I even have thoughts sometimes that are disturbing and I wouldn't just sit and think of myself. They just pop into my head and when they do, I get really upset because I'm like, I don't actually think this way. I wouldn't do that. That's not who I am. I don't agree with that. And I get so anxious about these thoughts because I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Me asking myself that for everything. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Where is this coming from? No one else thinks this way. I'm a terrible person. But even the worst thought that you've had, someone else has had that thought too. There's times where I think something and I'm like, that's so morbid of me. Why would I think that? But It makes me less anxious and less upset to know that I'm not the only one struggling with these thoughts. And yeah, I'm talking about intrusive thoughts, but this goes for any negative emotion or negative thought you've ever had. When you start thinking, I'm so alone, I'm the only person that feels this way, that's just simply not true because you've literally never had a unique experience. Everything that you think and go through, someone else has gone through something similar. Before I started this podcast, everything that I talk about now, I once thought I was the only person that went through it. I had such unique experiences that I thought, there's no way that someone else has gone through this. It's too unique for someone to say, I understand you. But people do. People do go through the same fucked up things that you go through. Maybe not exactly the same thing, but close to it the thoughts and emotions can almost be identical. I don't want to minimize anything that you've gone through or any way that you feel, but I think the idea of you've never had an original thought or you've never had an original experience should make you feel a little less anxious and a little less out of place. I used to walk around in fear thinking if anyone knew the thoughts that I had, they would hate me. They would think I'm a monster. They wouldn't want to be my friend, my partner. And they just wouldn't look at me the same. I just felt guilty all the time and ashamed all the time. But thoughts don't have to mean anything. I like the idea that thoughts are just floating kind of in space and everyone has the opportunity to bring them into their awareness. But just because you bring them into your awareness doesn't mean you have to attach to them. Like for a visual, pretend a thought is floating in front of you and you grab onto it It doesn't mean it's yours. You just grabbed it. Anyone else around you could have done the same thing. So you don't need to identify yourself with that thought, which is why I like when people say thoughts are not you because they aren't. They might just be passing through. They only become a part of you if you're always thinking them, if you're always attaching meaning to them, if you really believe in them, if you resonate with them. But if you have an intrusive thought about a family member or something that you see on the street or just something that you wouldn't normally think about, acknowledge it, challenge it, and let it go. You're not a bad person for thinking that. The thought that you had isn't original. You're not the only person in the world who has had that thought pop into your head. Number four, small steps make big changes. I know this sounds cliche and you hear it all the time, but it's something that I definitely need to hear every once in a while. It's much easier to congratulate yourself and celebrate your success when it's a big success, when you accomplish something that you've been working on for a really long time, or it seems like a really big deal, and you should celebrate that. But you should also celebrate your small accomplishments. For the most part, your everyday life is pretty mundane. Not every day is going to be spectacular. You're not going to hit big milestones every single day. With that being said... You can't only be happy or proud of yourself when you are at your peak because if that's the only time you feel that way towards yourself, most of your time you feel like shit and you're being really hard on yourself. That isn't a way to live. It doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. You don't have to be super happy and super proud or extremely depressed and feeling unproductive. Yes, you should feel that excitement when you succeed big, But on the days that are a little boring or you're not doing the most, when you're resting, when you're enjoying life, it's okay to not feel that extreme amount of dopamine. It's okay to just chill, to feel indifferent, or to be grateful for the little things. Without the small things that you do in your everyday life, there would be no big accomplishments. For example, literally just going to the store and buying a notebook and a pen. It might not seem like a big deal, But it's a step in the right direction. It's a step closer to what you do want to accomplish. Sitting down in the morning and writing out a plan, cleaning your space, moving your body, answering an email, taking the day off to rest. All those things are productive and they might be small steps, but they make big changes. I'm definitely hard on myself, especially when I feel like I have so many things to do. When I have so much to do, I feel like I don't know where to begin Or I get stressed out about everything being perfect and I get so overwhelmed to the point that I procrastinate and I don't do anything. There's so much to do and instead of chipping away at little things, I just don't do anything. But that's exactly my point. Small steps make big changes. Even if you feel like you're doing the bare minimum and you're not doing enough, you are because what you're doing is better than doing nothing. And celebrating those small wins are just as important as celebrating the big ones. Number five, when one door closes, another door opens. Again, so cliche and you're probably like, Ashley, shut the fuck up. You sound like a millennial. I don't care and I'm not a millennial. We get so attached to things because they're comfortable even when they're not good for us. There was no good reason for me to be attached to my past ex-boyfriends because they were fucking awful to me. They did nothing but make me cry and cheat on me and lie to me and give me anxiety But the reason I stayed was because it was all I knew. I was comfortable. I didn't know what life would be like without them. And the thought of being without them was scarier than continuing the relationship. And the relationship was scary. I was choosing to stay in those relationships because I knew what I was going to get. Whereas leaving those relationships was completely unknown to me. It was uncharted territory. The same thing with friendships or with jobs. We stay in them even though they don't serve us because we've been friends for a long time or we're really good at our job or we like our coworkers. So we stay in situations that don't necessarily make us happy, but they don't challenge us. When I went through my friendship breakups in 2021, I was crushed. It took me a really long time to get over them. Honestly, it took me longer than it did to get over my past relationships, But what I found through the process of mourning those friendships and navigating life without them is when you let go of things or people that don't serve you, you make room for things or people that do. The people that I was friends with aren't terrible people. You know, maybe they did some things that weren't the best and the friendships didn't work out. But at the end of the day, we're just very different. We have different values. We have different interests which is no surprise that the friendships didn't work out. But when I was in that friend group, I didn't make room or time for anyone else. Before them, I was always searching for friends. So once I was in a friend group, I thought, okay, I don't have to do the work anymore. I don't have to open myself up to others or go looking for friends because I have friends now. I closed myself off for people who didn't like the same things that I did, didn't like the same music as I did, didn't want to do the things that I wanted to do. I closed myself off for people that just didn't align with me. So all the people who did have things in common with me didn't reach me at all. But once the friendships ended and I was forced to be alone, I started posting more online and posting about myself and what I like and what I want to do and what kind of friends I want. I started this podcast and through doing all of that people who are like me and actually wanted to be my friend made an effort and i made an effort through losing those friends that weren't good for me i made friends who are so good for me i think it's important to acknowledge that what you spend your time and energy on is what is going to appear in your life i don't know what the first example that came to my head is like if you want to be a good cook you need to focus your attention or at least a little more than you normally would on learning how to cook, whether that be actually practicing and, you know, trying new recipes or watching videos. The same thing goes for if you want a better job. If you continue at the job that you're at that you don't like and you do nothing about it, you don't search for any other jobs, you don't put yourself out there, you're more than likely not going to find and work at a better job change is uncomfortable but it's needed to grow you can't be angry at your situation if you haven't done anything to fix it or change it you can't be surprised that you don't have any good friends if you're not willing to let go of the shitty ones that you have you can't be surprised that you're not in a loving relationship if you continue to stay with someone who treats you bad Not saying that you deserve to be treated bad in any situation because you don't. And I know there's so much more to a situation than leaving. I know that it's hard. I know that it takes time. So I don't want my words to get twisted whatsoever there. But I'm kind of just generalizing by saying that if you want the good to come, you need to let go of the bad. It doesn't have to happen overnight. But making those small steps to disconnect and try to find a new path forward will benefit you long term. Number six, Them succeeding does not mean you're failing. I think this is one of the biggest reasons why I didn't allow myself to succeed growing up with really anything. Why I didn't succeed in school, why I didn't do sports, why I didn't continue doing social media. I would see people who were so smart or so athletic or so far ahead in their career online that I thought there's no room for me. When people would tell me about how well their lives were going or their accomplishments or how great things were at work, how well they're doing in school, how much money they're making, instead of thinking, wow, they're doing really great. That's so inspiring. I would think, wow, I'm doing awful. Like I'm so behind. I suck at life. Why can't I be where they're at? Why can't I accomplish these things? You know those friends that you feel like you can't go to them to share exciting news because you know they're going to minimize it or just not be excited for you? That's exactly how I was. I was that bitter friend and not because I didn't want my friends to do well. I just couldn't focus on anything other than how unwell I was doing. But what I've learned through feeling that way and acting that way is being better does nothing for you. Being bitter and being hard on yourself and telling yourself that you suck and that you're never going to get to where others are so you shouldn't try and just not celebrating anyone else does nothing for you but reinforce the thought that things are limited and that you will never get there and you won't get there because you won't allow yourself. You shouldn't feel bitter when you see others doing well because what they're doing has nothing to do with you. When they succeed at something, they're not taking that away from you. You still have just as much opportunity to have whatever it is that you want. Just because they got it before you doesn't mean that you can't have it or do it too. There's room for everyone. You don't need to fight for a spot. I keep seeing videos of people talking about how the podcast space is oversaturated. Everyone has a podcast. And yeah, podcasting is popular. But that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're too late or that you shouldn't start. I just talked about this in my reality of being 20s episode. But the reason I was so hesitant to do social media was because I would see large creators and think they're already taking up the space. People are already watching them. Why would people want to watch me when they can watch them? When I started trying not to care... Podcasting wasn't as popular as it is right now, but there was definitely still big podcasters like Emma Chamberlain, Alex Cooper. And there was a part of me that thought, I'm never going to be as big as them. So there's no point in trying. But then I remembered, I definitely will never be as big as them if I don't start. I didn't even think it was possible to get to where I am now, which I'm so unbelievably grateful for. But the reason I'm where I'm at now is because I asserted myself and told myself I also belong in this space too. There is room for me. Just because Emma Chamberlain or Alex Cooper started their podcast way before me and Emma started at a way younger age than me doesn't mean that I'm behind. My podcasting journey is unique and my journey. Their podcasting journey is unique and their journey. You can't compare them. The reason why I think reminding yourself this is important is because it's really easy to think others have the upper hand and that everyone's just ahead of you, but you don't know what it took for them to get there. You don't know their journey or their plans or really anything other than the fact that they're succeeding. For all you know, it could have taken them 100 tries to get to where they are. It could have taken them 20 years to get to where they are. If they have something that you want, instead of looking at their success and thinking, I can never have that. Look at them and be inspired and think if they can have that, so can I. I might not be the same age as them. It might not be happening to me right now, but I'm deserving of that too. I love talking about this topic, but if you want to hear me talk more about it, I have my recent episode, Reality of Being in Your 20s, where I talk about it. And then I have an entire episode dedicated to it. It's episode 14, and it's called "Their Win It's Not Your Loss. And lastly, number seven, nobody thinks about you as much as they think about themselves. I think this is a really good one to end on with this kind of being the theme of the show, trying Not to Care. So much of what I haven't done or the hesitation I've had to do things was because I was so worried about what others thought. I was scared to post online out of fear of people at school making fun of me. I didn't try out for sports because I was afraid of not doing as well as other people. I wouldn't go to class if I was late because I didn't want people to stare at me walking in. I canceled plans because I was afraid the people I was supposed to hang out with wouldn't like me. I would get in my head so much and just let my insecurities and negative thoughts about myself control me especially if I was struggling with my skin or I was insecure about my body or my outfit. I just was hesitant to be around others because I was scared of them judging me. There's times now where I don't want to film myself because my skin's breaking out and I'm afraid people are going to point that out. There's times where I'm really excited to wear an outfit and then I put it on and I don't love how my body looks in it. So I don't wear it because I think everyone's going to notice how my stomach's sticking out or how my armpits are squeezing out of the shirt. And it sounds ridiculous to say out loud. And that's because it is. For one, if you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about speaking kindly to yourself and not being hard on yourself when it comes to your body. So it sucks that I still have to fight those thoughts here and there. But you know, I'm only human. But two, little things like that people don't notice. When my friend puts on an outfit, I'm not inspecting her or staring at her body. I don't care about her body. I care about her. I love her. I think she looks amazing. I'm not noticing any of the things that she notices. And even when she points them out, I'm like, you're being insane. You're crazy. Like you're hot. No one would ever notice that. Also, no one cares. Not to say that people don't care about you, but people care so much more about themselves. The way that I'm fixating on my body, my skin, the way I present myself to others, people are doing the same thing. When I go into a conversation and I'm nervous to speak to someone, I'm afraid that I'll stumble over my words or I won't be funny enough or smart enough or I'll be too loud. As I'm analyzing what I'm saying or what I'm doing to make sure the person I'm talking to doesn't think I'm annoying, they're doing the same thing. They care More about how they present themselves to me than how I'm presenting myself to them. Think about when you go out drinking. The next day when you wake up and you have anxiety, are you anxious because of others and what they said to you or what others did? Or are you anxious because of how you think you were around them? Are you thinking about that embarrassing thing that your friend did? Or are you thinking about that embarrassing thing that you did? When you post a video and you only get five likes, do you think anyone actually cares how many likes you have? Do you think anyone actually notices? You think they see that and they think about it all day? No, they watch the video, they scroll, and they watch another video, and they forget they even watched your video. But you're going to think about it and fixate on it because it matters to you. You care about how others perceive you, but others care about how you and others perceive them. The reason I think this is so important to remind yourself when you're having a hard day is because if you don't want to do something, that's fine. But if you don't want to do something because you're afraid of what others are going to think, that is not a good enough reason. That is an excuse because people don't care. And if they do care, it's because they love you and they want to see you thrive. Or it's because they don't like you and they don't want to see you thrive. And if that's the case, fuck them. That's even more of a reason to do what you want to do to prove them wrong reminding yourself that no one cares when you're having a day that you feel insecure is a good way to calm yourself down there's times where I need to run errands but my skin is acting up like right now I have terrible chin acne and I'm like should I put makeup on like I know that I probably shouldn't because my skin needs to heal and breathe but I'm afraid if someone sees me out they'll see how bad my skin is but taking a step back and reminding myself nobody cares gives me the courage to go out and just embrace my skin. Nobody cares how my skin looks, especially in Target. I mean, the lighting in Target alone is blinding. You can't even look up without having to squint. Like I promise nobody can see my acne. But and also people are shopping. People are more focused on trying to avoid seeing anyone because why would you want to see someone out in public People are busy with their own lives. People are worried about themselves. We give things so much more meaning. We overthink things so much. Even like I'll post a photo or a video and I'll rewatch that and stare at that for an hour and I'll make up scenarios in my head like how would someone think about this or view this if they were my friend or if they were my ex. I come up with these elaborate scenarios, but it's like no one's actually stalking me. No one's actually thinking that. No one's staring at my profile wishing that we were still friends or we were back together or thinking, oh my god, she's so hot. And even if they are, it doesn't matter because I don't know. We care so much more than anyone cares about us. And you should find peace in that. Instead of allowing others and their opinion of you to hold you back from doing what you want to do, let the idea of no one cares what you're doing encourage you and push you to do what you want to do but that is where I'm going to end today's episode I hope you enjoyed it besties if you did make sure to give training to care a five-star review on Spotify Apple wherever you listen to it make sure to follow my socials my Instagram my TikTok my YouTube everything is linked in the show notes as always thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to anyone who bought a hoodie thank you to anyone who's shared their Spotify wrapped with me it means so much to me Thank you for just being my bestie and being here through everything. I love you guys so much. I literally can't tell you how much I love you enough. But I will talk to you next Monday. I love you besties. Bye.